Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani, and I wanted to let you know that each and every week I'm part of a great program called the Ringer MMA Show. I host it alongside two absolutely brilliant minds. Their names, Chuck Mendenhall and Pete Carroll. And every Thursday, a new episode drops where we preview the weekend in mixed martial arts and react to all the biggest news. Plus, after every UFC pay-per-view, we give you a post-fight show. So this is what you have to do. Just follow the Ringer MMA show on your Spotify app so you don't miss an episode. We'll talk to you then. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Peter Shout out to that guy, The majesty. Oh, my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast. GP, there's something going on this Friday. And I'll tell you what's going on. I have two incredibly handsome men joining me on the show. Later in the program, I will be joined by the beautiful and talented Phineas Balorific Jadavius Montavious White, a.k.a. Finn Balor, will be on the show later. And a man maybe maybe more handsome, but in considerably less good shape, Brian Dipperstein. How are you? I think it's time for me to get in shape. Balor shape? Yeah. I, I literally woke up this morning and I felt terrible physically. And I think it's time that, it's, it's, that uh, I get in Finn Balor shape. How long do we think it would take for me to look like that? <laughs> Finn Balor shape. Well, my, well, my honest truth, it'll never happen. It, it there's nothing you could do. There is, but you couldn't. So you know what I'm saying? Yes, there is, but you can't. So it's like saying, I mean, I guess there's a world in which you could become an accountant too, right? Like you could learn everything and study every. Like you could, but you can't. So you won't because you're of, you have one skill and it's schmoozing all day long, and you're not going to start learning accounting. Okay, it's it's me. I, I could. I could probably get my free throw percentage up to like 90% if I shot constantly. I'm not going to do it. So do I think you could get in great shape? Yes. Do I think you could have an eight-pack like Finn Balor? I think it requires too much commitment. I, I, it, if you gained the eight-pack from watching wrestling, 
I think you could do it. I think that's possible. Just through <laughs> osmosis. If I watch enough Finn Balor matches, will I become him? I got to tell you guys. So so full full disclosure, that, that interview was already recorded yesterday, and I'm sitting with Dip here today on Friday. It's one of my favorite conversations I've had with a wrestler in so long. He's so friggin' cool. He's come such a long way in terms of how like open he is to talk. He was so open about Bray, and we had a lovely conversation about Bray, and they were obviously really close. Um, he has one major regret about their careers that he expressed, which was interesting. Um, it, it's just a wonderful conversation. The reason I did it is because if you happen to be living in the tri-state area, uh, Tomorrow night, Saturday night, 7.30, Nassau Coliseum, dip the classic. I, I know you went to Westchester Town Center. I wish you were going to Nassau Coliseum, though. What a friggin' treat. I saw it listed on Instagram that it was existing, and I was like, should I just fly to New York? I, I, I didn't go anywhere for August holiday. I thought, you were like, gonna you, know, go, I thought you were considering last week. You could have still been here. I know. I know. I just was – there was too much schedule fluctuation. You should literally, if you maybe, do you have work to do here next week? Get on a flight first thing tomorrow. Come to the show. You know what the main event is? No. It's Finn versus Cody in a street fight. I mean, come on. Come on. You kidding me? A Nassau, a Long Island street fight? <laughs> a Long Island street, a Nassau County street fight. They actually, I could they, go they, speak they go, at Hofstra, my alma mater. I could go it's, speak it's, as a. It's, how did you not go? to any Raws when you were at Hofstra. I was barely watching wrestling at the time. That was like the, the true down period. Oh, yeah. I forgot. What year did you graduate from school? Oh, nine. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they were there. I was there. You could have seen it. You would have run into it. But it wasn't a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a glorious time. Um, that being said, we haven't spoken very much this week. Yeah. Uh, I think you were on board with me that payback was quite mage. I thought it was unbelievable. I mean, I, I watched it with uh, the man who sells wrestling shirts and and a few other markadoodle dudes. And I, I'm gonna, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, we were. I mean, I was paying very close attention to how this match was developing between Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch in the cage. And I'm thinking to myself, like seven minutes in, ten minutes in, I'm like, guys, are you watching this match? This is an incredible match. <laughs> it, okay? it was. And by the way, they didn't bleed, but the definition of bleeding a Jace or bleeding plus. They, but they use the cage. It, it, it's when it's when a cage match just exists within the cage and it just a pinfall happens that has nothing to do with using the cage. They use the cage a lot. They climbed up. There was a lot of near misses. There was they were climbing of, and climbing. There was a ton of cage usage. And... As much ish as I've, you know, talked about Trish Stratus in the last year. You, her, you regret it all, don't you? Do you want to have the floor to apologize? I do. I do regret it. And I don't think she's, you know, maybe hasn't prepared as much as, you know, as, as she could have for these promo segments. Or she's been given too close of a script to 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 say. And, and in, yeah, the attitude era, in the Attitude Era, she didn't really have to. She just could go out there and be herself. And you just can't do that anymore. That's just not that way it goes. So, so maybe I can attribute it to that. But if you watch that match, I mean, there it is. You have to give your 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 flowers to to Trish Stratus and and this, you know, at, I at mean, her age to to be performing at this level. It, it's 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 major. Yeah, I already did it on Tuesday's episode, which you will never yeah. hear because you weren't on it. But I I, I echo every single sentiment. Now here's here's what you get on the Friday episode. On the Friday episode, you get the behind the scenes that you didn't get on the Tuesday episode, which is that. I watched Trish and Becky from the TV locker room where Seth Rollins was getting himself together. And the amount of jokes that I have to hold back on so I don't come off as too much of a Markadoodle do. Like when, when, uh, when Zoe shows up and he's just sitting there watching the match, I'm looking at him like, what are you doing? <laughs> Get out there. Get out there. You need, she needs help. This is your I wife. Said, I said, you're not doing shit. You're sitting around here watching the match. She, she's, yeah. she's being double teamed. You're doing nothing. Oh, my God. I will tell you one thing, though. I, I, you know, I'm always very delicate about what I say about what I see. I never want to speak out of school, but I think I can say safely without risking anyone being offended. Watching that dude watch his wife's match and how 
focused he was and how much he cares is awesome to see. Like, I mean, they are just too. I mean, are they the greatest wrestling couple of all time? They're up. Yeah, for sure. Becky Lynch is just another one. I mean, she'll, she, by the way, she's crazy. Becky really is crazy. Becky does crazy things. Uh, Becky and Seth both do crazy things on a regular basis. You know, I feel and, like Seth Rollins. I mean, he's 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 the you know he's my probably favorite wrestler of this generation, other than Bray Wyatt. He he is he's highest loves, dude. He's mm-hmm. he's so so man. I don't always love, and we talk about this on the show. I don't always love what they're doing with his character. At any given time, I don't always understand what the Seth Rollins character is supposed to be, depending on the story. But when it comes to watching a guy perform and have wrestling matches, I mean, by the way, he was friggin' him and Shinsuke were awesome. That, that was an awesome match. It was. It was. They, they, they turned a nothing burger. That pay-per-view, they turned uh, that PLE was turned from a nothing burger until to the definition of a something burger with cheese. Well, I mean, I, I don't necessarily think it furthered any storylines or made it. What do, like, what do you I, mean didn't like, further storylines? The, the Judgment Day storyline didn't get furthered? Um, What, that they won the titles? Yeah. The Judgment yeah. Day winning the tag titles, the, the J.D. McDonough piece of that. You wrapped up the Trish and Becky story. Trish and Trish then broke up with Zoe Stark oh, at yeah, the yeah, end that, of the that, match. That was something. That was something. That was something. Um, I, I like I, 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 there was a lot. Sorry. It was For a, a very entertaining thing. show. It was a great. It was a very entertaining show. Of course, I regret not having gone now. Um, but look, um, a lot happened on Raw too. You know, there's something going on now. I would say. I mean, it's like every everything. I, I will, I'll continue my my positivity by saying that each feud seems to have a story to it in some context, and the Judgment Day now having you know all the titles. Um, feels like it could replace the bloodline as the most, you know, interesting faction storyline or at least uh, I don't, plus I don't think, line. It, it, I don't think could replace. I think I think did past has. I think it's replaced. I, I think we are in the era of the judgment day. I think so I, I too. Mean, until further notice, like I don't know. Is um is Roman on SmackDown this week? I don't think so. Like it's very interesting. I mean now you have Jay on Raw, and I talked about this with SGG also, but not with you yet. I do think they're, even though I don't understand how they got there, and I think it was rather convoluted, the whole Cody Rhodes called to get Jay Uso. Okay, I don't really understand any of that. But, but when I saw him there, I thought, oh, there's some fun things to do with Jay Uso as an actual singles guy on Raw. This is actually the first real, te- uh, the first real test as to whether or not the nickname uh, main event Jey Uso is a thing. Not even main event Jey Uso, because that's probably a lot. And on Raw, let's be honest, he's not going to be regularly the main event. We know the main event on Raw is generally going to be Cody Rhodes and Judgment Day um, and things like that, and Seth I mean, Rollins. They are positioning him as a top baby face it appears. but he is but he will be listed as a top when that when that list comes out that exists of of top bit he's at the top for sure he's on that list for sure so what i was going to say was while it may not be a test about whether or not he's in fact main event jay uso it is certainly a test on is he stand on his own and be his completely his own act jay uso and for all the years the usos have been in wwe they have never truly been out on their own that has not been a thing i mean that he's truly going to be separated from the bloodline right now. What are you? What are your thoughts, by the way, on this thing that's going on? Yeah. I just waved my arms up and down at the camera towards Dip. That, that's it's clearly the thing, right? It is. He's it's doing very the, easy for everyone to do. I th- that's my that's my that's my. Do, when did comment. this happen though? So did he literally just get up on the rope sometime, like a few weeks ago, and just do his arms up and down like he's Fifty Cent? That's called what old school rappers who don't know how to dance do. That's what Jay Uso's doing. He's bopping the arm. He's bopping and bopping up and down. You need and the some rhythm to do the. You need to have some rhythm to do a bop. You can't just do a bop. You have to. You have to have some bopping experience. That's a, no, it's a very good point. It's a very good point. He and he, but it became a thing. I thought his thing was going to be instead of we the ones. I thought when he said peace out, 
like oos, deuces, oos, deuces or whatever. I thought his was going to be like a deuce in the air or something. Apparently, it's not. It's this arm bop situation. But it will be interesting to see Jey Uso on his own. And I got to tell you, like, I don't know how, how you felt. I sort of forgot about the Sami Zayn situation until Sami's music hit. And then seeing them together was a fun little um, fun little spot. I think that was just establishing like who the top baby faces are. You have now, you have Cody, Jey Uso, Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins. KO. KO. But I guess... Yeah, I mean, I, you know, and 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 really, there, there's, am I am I missing who like there's only really one heel, and it's just you know the the collective judgment day. I mean, they, who's really, the other heel on Raw besides the Judgment Day? Mm-hmm. You're gonna make me Google this, aren't you? Because we're forgetting. I'm curious. This. I mean, I, I can't think of one at the moment. I also have another comment on the Judgment Day I'd like to make. Oh, oh, go ahead. Uh, am I Dipperstein, the J.D. McDonough of uh, the Peter Rosenberg universe? And I, so, can I tell you why? The what? man gives beautiful custom gifts. Oh, my. Yeah, you're right. He just thoughtlessly gives a beautiful. Out of nowhere. Purple money in the bank custom briefcase. Would you say that the 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 purple custom briefcase is adjacent to the the painting that I provided for you for your wedding? By the way, absolutely fair, and I got to tell you, I popped very big. I popped. I I did not. I didn't know what was going to happen there. I like the senior money in the bank purple briefcase. It was a nice. It was a Dipperstein gift. It was very. Am I, am I giving pointers to JD McDonough behind the, the scenes of WWE? And by the way, you're, you're McDonough. No one will ever know. You're McDonough, Jace, a thousand percent. By the way, lovely guy. Oh, and, is he a great di- guy? I'm so, I, yeah, he seems like a great guy. I, I don't want to keep repeating topics because you weren't here on Tuesday. Repeat the topic. To but, well, we do have listeners too. I don't know if you know that. But, but I got to tell you, man. We do. Are you as impressed with Grayson Waller? I, I, I mean, I, I, I asked Finn about it also. This guy. It's Grayson Waller, guys. Unreal. He's great. He's great. He's, I'm a big he's fan. something. The man knows how to stand around and try to get into a club. Let me tell you that. <laughs> he 100%. And he's very <laughs> laid back. You'd be surprised. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, I'm a fan of, of uh, Grayson Waller. He has it, as they say, in the business. Oh, he's got it. Uh, he's got it up a storm. I can't. I, I see the current list of all WWE roster, which I'm on, by the way. That's nice. Oh, here we go. I can, I can divide it into raw. Here we go. Um, so funny. I got, I got, a, I got a message, um, from one of my, you you're know, talking about um, singles heels, right? Yeah. Singles. Heels. Uh, yeah. Gunther. Okay. You got Gunther. Of course you have uh, Shinsuke and you have the Miz. Okay. Those are, those are really the guys and Finn and Damien. Well, no, if you, I mean, outside judgment day, right? Yeah. If you want to get outside Judgment Day. God, All right, sorry, the, sorry. The you roster has really evolved in the last few years. Yeah, it's um, it's mage. What were you were about to say? Something I cut you off. So funny. I, um, <laughs> just switching. Excuse bless me. you. Just switching gears to NXT for a minute. I had a, a friend of mine, um, uh, who must have like something must have popped up on Instagram. One of my one of my friends growing up that that. Uh, that you know used to be one of the ones that watched wrestling in my basement with me and all the you know all the pay-per-views or whatever who you know who, you know was part of the um the uh, NCO the new camp order my, new uh, camp my order, faction yeah, at camp sure, sure, sure. and the NBO the new bowling order my my bowling oh. faction <laughs> oh my god you didn't know that existed I don't know if I realized you had two O's two orders I had two uh world orders one of them was a bowling world order and the other one was a camp world order and I would wow. say it was the Scott Hall of both. Yeah, no, I, I, I had to. Uh, he, he texted me yesterday and he said, um, was that, uh, was, is, is that guy okay from the head bashing in, 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 in WWF? I said, what, what are you talking about? He said, Braun Breaker or something? <laughs> Why did he see the Braun Breaker thing? I don't know. It must have popped up on his like Instagram feed or something, or I don't know. He saw it like on, you know, one of these sports websites or whatever. 
and he thought he you know he thought it was uh the the the, the fade to black thing or the cut to black thing on NXT was uh w- was a shoot. And but did you by the way did you tell him don't worry you you also think every single thing that happens on TV is a shoot. That I know is a was if WWE tweeted it. Oops, I can't oh wow, I can't believe what happened. I know it's a work. Okay, that's how they they tipped you off. They tipped you. <laughs> yeah. Um Okay, real quick uh, email from Mark, who says he has a theme song for Natalie. He says Natalie's theme song should be the cult of personality. <laughs> Natalie, that would be kind of mage. The cult of personality. By the way, CM Punk doesn't need that theme song anymore. Dip, can you believe... I, I, you really should listen to an episode you're not on for once in your life. You, you really should. You you would have been shocked to hear this week's episode. I don't. Uh, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. There's episodes that don't include me. Yeah, you're joking, but you're not joking, and you really missed out because you would have prepared a conversation, but you don't know what the conversation is. Even though everyone else listening knows the conversation, you don't know. You know what? Can I just say something? I'm Go sorry. Ahead. I'm sorry. You should. Be. I, you really for, should be. For now on, I'm going to listen. I, I spent the entire week finishing the Hulk Hogan, um, Theo Vaughn episode on my way to work. But uh, I will. I will listen from now on. So you, you wanted to hear an idiot who doesn't know anything about wrestling talk to a guy who lies and makes things up for two hours? I, I got it. I don't know what he could have made up in that couple of. I mean, he didn't like. He, there was no like big story that he told that was seemed fake to me. No, they're just his regular lies, from what I've been told. From what the, are the lies? Little, I'm just curious. If it, I'm just curious. What well, there was what a whole people, Twitter thread about all. I mean, all, just like there were. Story. Yeah, okay. I, I, they weren't all from that interview. I didn't see that interview specifically, and I don't know Theo Vaughn from from Adam. So I, I shouldn't call he him doesn't yet. know anything. Theo Vaughn. He he said he used to watch wrestling as a kid. That's about as much as he got. And he was saying crazy. He like, you know, he mentioned Captain Lou Albano and he match Hogan and he mentioned like all these people and. He like Theo Vaughn had no idea who they were. I guess that's not I, I don't, a bad I don't, thing. Not I don't everyone really needs who, to know, but I don't really know who Theo Vaughn is. I don't know where these people come from. Comedy. He's a he's he's another one of the comedians. He's another one of these comedians turned podcasters. That's the vibe, or is, he's both. Both. Oh god, it's it's literally. I don't know if there's any world out there that is more littered with people from another world than the podcasting world. Li- the litter from comedy. Well, it is. It, it is. I know, I know, I know. It's a, it's very logical. Um, um, so he, wait, so he basically did an interview that was like our, his interview had parts yes. of it that were basically like our bit. Yes, yes, he did. Oh, I remember wrestling Captain Lou Albano, eh, eh, Cindy Lauper, <laughs> eh, eh. It was sort of like that, yeah. Like, he's like, that can like, be H- interesting like Hogan, ha- Hogan had to say like, oh, you know, there used to be guys called the Bushwhackers and, you know, they had a gym above mine, you know, back in the day. Right, 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 right. You know, like, it's, it's, it's I mean, and, there's, and he, there's value to those things, but it's, yeah, not, it's hard. To, it's, but it's hard to listen to sometimes if you're like, well, I don't want it. I mean. Yeah. Anyway, it, it is a good interview, only in that it sort of humanizes Hogan a little bit. But you know, there were some gems in there that I thought were that I thought were a little interesting, and and um, you know, he doesn't. It's not a shoot interview where he like goes in depth about his relationship with Macho or his relationship with with right, Ultimate right, Warrior. Right. Although he did say how much he misses Macho Man, and he does comment on how sad it is that all his friends are dead. Yeah, well, I, I can never. That's one of the Hogan things I can never tell to work. Whether him and Macho Man really made up at the end or not, you know, I really, I can't tell, and I won't know until hopefully a long time from now. I'm no longer here, and when I die, the first thing that I will do, hopefully, I'll go to the pearly gates, and Natalie won't be with me. She'll still be on Earth, uh, being this like mage, eighty-year-old photographer. She'll have a young buff boyfriend who will take care of her for the remaining years. She's getting sad when I'm sorry, dude. And when I get there, they're gonna be like, "Oh, your 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 brother's here. Your parents are here. Uh, Bear's here. Do you want to see them?" And I go, "I I'm gonna get right to them. I gotta go see Macho Man and ask him about Hogan." She's crying. By the way, my wife is crying. Babe, it's okay. It's, it's okay. because this of Macho a- Man, not because of all these people going. Out. Are you crying because of Macho Man or because I'm going to be gone? I'm crying because it's all true. Which part? <laughs> that everyone's going to... So you're going to leave me and I'm going to be here alone with a hot, sexy, buff man <laughs> with a big ass... Di- no. Oh my God. It went from she was really crying to being disgusting. But now, How about you just hang out with Dip? You can live in Dip's house. He's young. He'll take care of you. Dip, can you take care of her until she makes it to the pearly gates? 
I have all the Celsius and and Modelo. <laughs> he and, says he has all the Celsius and Modelo that you need. And and uh, and and frozen bagels that that money can buy. <laughs> and, and by the so, way, some of those bagels will be the same bagels in the freezer right now. But you yeah, know how long these bagels take. Th- the there, there will be indiscriminate frozen bagels from some part of my life in the freezer. <laughs> For, for until the end of time, I'll make you and, toast for life. Oh, he'll, she'll make you toast. I'd be very jealous to look down and see that you're making dip toast. Now, uh, no, I the first thing I'm doing though when I get to heaven, Macho Man, tell me the truth. Back in 2011, when we lost you, immediately Hulk Hogan started saying you guys had just become close again. Come on, is he telling? There's got to the be truth? someone that knows the answer to that. You know, unfortunately, if it was Lenny Poffo. Can't ask him anymore either. Oh so God. all of this was to say the part of the show that you missed, Dip, because hopefully you were out making me tons of money, is that stack guy Greg, in 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 a contortionist move that no one could have predicted, oh God. spent the entire episode explaining why CM Punk should go to WWE. Oh yeah, I saw the texting back and forth about it. I oh mean, yeah. Now I listen. You're on the other side completely. Of he's TOS to you, and you didn't even care about him in AEW. But I, 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 I'm not backing down from my spot. I just don't see it happening, and I frankly I, wouldn't even pop if it did happen. No, I mean when I see him, it's just impossible for me to imagine people rooting for him at this point. He's a dis- he's a disruption to. What we all love. I, I I mean, I wrestling is great. I love wrestling. Oh no, wrestling and is great. A threat to that, unfortunately, is CM Punk. So for all of you who 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 you know feel this way, I just I what are they hold my question is what are these it is what I'm talking about as wrestling fans, what are you still holding on to at this he point? He can't he can't work well anymore. You've seen stories with him and, and, and everyone. You know, SGG mentioned the possible scenarios. You really want to see him and Brock again? I'm good. You want to see him and Roman again? I feel like him and Roman, it would lead to like, it would be like Roman and Taker at Mania. It would end up getting booed out of the building. It wouldn't even be good. I, because there wouldn't be an authentic story. I, I just, I, I'm not feeling it. Listen, the I'm happy to change looks, my mind. The look on his face is just of like disdain for the fans and what he's doing. He doesn't it doesn't feel like he's even enjoying himself. It doesn't feel like he likes this anymore. Now listen, the way you're describing it, it could make him an ultimate great heel, I suppose, in some world, but he can't work then. There's no work to back it up. I don't know. I don't care about that. I, I have an email here. I have an email here from Sean. And, and the, the subject is dip's still real to me, damn it. And he says, Yeah, um, I just want to thank Dip for all he's done to his body of takes. Dip's still real to me, damn it. Thank you. You're awesome. Thanks so much, Mr. Dipperstein, for saying what needed to be said. AJ Knight is overrated. And yes, the AJ is for a Jace. Appreciate y'all three. You're half the reason I keep watching wrestling. Wrestling is great while being hashtag with a life. Stay mage indeed. Sean from Orange County. That's nice. I agree with everything he just said. Here's the problem, <laughs> Sean from Orange County. I'm a, by the way, come watch wrestling with me at Tipper Lagos. Yeah, your your moments, your your moments of Jays. Yeah, I just I just don't understand what people are still hanging on to. Why would you want to see him? He didn't equal ratings in this last sort of go around in AEW. Not really. I mean, I, he'd pop a, a week or two of ratings in WWE, but like he's he's. He doesn't love wrestling or think it's great anymore. It's so obvious. He's like Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey is like mad that she has to do this. And, uh, you know, and Wait, I feel the same. Do you know that or are you just, that's No, right. I'm speculating. speculating. And I, and I, and I feel the same. I'm getting the vibe. And I, I get the same vibe from CM Punk. The idea that he, and I, again, this is just allegedly gotten a fist fight with a colleague behind the scenes five seconds before he walked out of that match the other last week. I'm like, oh, that makes me nauseous to think about that. It's this it's like disruptive. Steve writes us, by the way, and says, hey, guys, perhaps the JWO doesn't sit in the intersection of the pro wrestling hot ones Venn diagram like I do. But it's worth catching up with MJF and Adam Cole doing the hot ones uh, sister to pod truth or dab in advance of all in. Uh, Hot Ones host Sean Evans asked the AEW World Tag Champions a number of personal invasive questions with the option of fessing up. I watched it. 
It was fantastic. It was produced by our good friend Brian Mann. And I, I am proud to say that that t- entire thing, Dipperstein, I think you would agree, that entire thing essentially came together at the uh, Rosenberg Miss Hatton wedding. Yeah. What did? That is, sorry. You didn't even listen. You didn't. I want to know what happened. Tell me what text message you just got. What was so important? No. Share it with the share it with the class. Absolutely cannot do that. <laughs> when, my, when my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. Uh, no, it sorry, was the, the guy. Would, no, I'm not reading it again. You missed it. But the guy was putting over the hot ones, um, Adam Cole and MJF. Yeah. And I said that essentially happened because of the wedding. Yeah. That's a Brian Mann MJF uh, conversation that turned into a, a cool thing. I'm glad it worked out. I thought yeah. it was great. I watched it. it was I, really I did good. too. I loved it. I loved it. I mean, there's nothing better than MJF. I mean, he's. I mean, player. come on. He's he's but he, him and him and Adam Cole Bay I'm having. A, I got to tell you, by the way, let's spend a moment here uh, mm-hmm. on Dynamite. So I, I so I guess we're rolling into for at least the time being, MJF and Samoa Joe. Yeah. Yes, please. I didn't catch the whole thing or whatever, but let me tell you something. Two great guys. Oh, I mean, the definition of two great guys. I literally texted Samoa Joe on uh, from the PLA. I was like, I miss you. Why? Why are you not in WWE? <laughs> where, where the hell are you? And then and then moments later, uh, the next day, he shoves MJF to recreate a moment that they had back in the day, which I liked. That was a fun way of tapping back into a history there. And then Samoa Joe and MJF. I, I got to tell you, let me tell you something. It's time to say it. We're like three or four months in. This isn't a tease. MJF is a baby face. That, that's what's happening. I, I'm sorry. He's a baby face. If he turns now, he's turning back. But he is a baby face. He is no longer like a will he, won't he. He's officially now moving on to another feud with Samoa Joe, who played the heel in the promo. Like MJF is the face in this situation. I, I, it's yeah. like, it's hard for us to accept it, but like, that's what's happening. Yeah. I feel like it's the same thing with Roman. It's like, you know, he's, he's a heel right now, but there's always like a baby face brewing underneath. I feel the same that's thing fair. with MJF where there's like, there's always going to be like a heel scumbag. It's sort totally, of totally fair. Um, Travis wrote us and said, uh, CM Punk, two sides to every story. He said, uh, so we can all agree that CM Punk was justly fired uh, for his most recent episode. But can we all agree that it's not all his fault? I don't buy into the fact that he's this locker room cancer and has been spread throughout the wrestling media. There have been just as many people in the locker room, Dax, Hobbs, Starks, name a few, that have sung his praises and spoken about how big of a help he's been uh, to them, blah, 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 blah. Just listen to Mark Henry speak sarcastically on Busted Open about the problem is gone. There should be no more complaining and everything should be sunshine and rainbows from here on out. I didn't know Mark. Mark did that sarcastically. Um, when dirt sheet rumors started spreading over a year ago about punk, Tony Khan should have sat down with those people who he knows talked to those people and punk and handled it. Done. He didn't. It escalated. And we're here. Was punk or locker room cancer or was he a can- was he cancerous to a portion of the locker room that may or not be good pals with Colt Cabana? If you spread a narrative enough repeatedly, it becomes fact. It's insanely ironic that the angle that could have made AEW so much money in CM Punk versus the Elite is now going to take place inside a WWE ring when Punk inevitably squares off against Cody Rhodes. Tony Khan, stop trying to be friends with everyone and run your business. But as your employees, as, as your employee Mark Henry said, I wish that would be the case. Stay mage, Travis. Um, uh, P.S. Dip, you're right about all things LA Knight, and that's why we love him. <laughs> um I um, listen. Let me just say one thing. Sorry, Dip. Mm-hmm. I hear you, and it's of and of course it's not all CM Punk, and of course Tony Khan still has work to do when it comes to really gaining control of his company and knowing how to lead over a hundred wrestling stars. There's a lot of work to be done there. Hundred percent sure. However, dude. You got to admit, there's a good amount of smoke around CM Punk, and you keep the 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 email casually threw in the people who happen to be pals with Colt Cabana. But but what Punk did to Colt Cabana was disgusting. Like you can't blow past that. I've talked to people in the business who don't even have a relationship with Colt Cabana, who were disgusted by the fact he brought up the man's mother 
who this is a guy who was his real life best friend, and he brought up him and his mother in the middle of that. It was disgusting. That's real. That's not. You can't act as if. And because of that, people, you have to put a major part of responsibility on this nearing 50-year-old man who is doing these things. I'm sorry. Yes, you may be right. There are other pieces involved. And I don't know the elite. The elite may be terrible. How the hell do we know? Dip and I don't know. But I will tell you this. There's something going on with CM Punk. And if if you now think it's everything else and he's just a small part of it, I think you're living in denial land, my friend. I mean, he physically assaulted a coworker. I know that you're like, you're saying, oh, back in the day this happened or, you know, the the plane ride from hell or, you know, the uh, Jacques Rougeau, uh, you know, uh, problems and, you know, all these other issues, whatever. But, and that's a fair point. There was many, uh, there's been many issues over time, Booker T, Batista, there's been many issues over time with, with altercations or whatever. But I don't know. At this point it, it, in, in this in this new world order, this, you know, social media world and and this public, you know, facing, you know, a company that these two that these, you know, the, the fact that how public facing these two companies are and you know, they're they're public and you know, just everything about it. It just sort of it, it, there's no excuse for like laying your hands on a coworker. And and by if the way, if you're punching a coworker, there's something wrong with you. Right, and and so we know it's he did that. No matter what anyone else choked, did. whatever it is, you can't but no, no, do but this. Let's remove even that's okay. That's bad enough. Remove that situation. He sat there and emasculated his boss a year ago. He went on a crazed rant where where Tony Khan was forced to be in the most off. How many times are you going to put this guy who, by all accounts? Tony Khan may be a markadoodle do. You may not like his booking. You may blah, 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 blah. By all accounts, a lovely man who everyone seems to like personally. How many times are you going to put this guy in a terrible situation? Over and over. This guy who's given you huge sums of money. Like, why would you do that to him? It's To me, it's just, it's not a matter. He's Everyone's preying on the weak. He knows he can bully him around, and he knows, he thinks he has leverage over him, and he, you know, he, he's... And, the, and Clearly everyone's he missing he the point. Fired, so. Ev- everyone's missing the point. They all think it's um, this is an issue of uh, oh, well, other people have done worse, and they came back to WWE. It's such a different circumstance. I'm not saying he's done things that are unforgivable. He's not evil. I'm just saying it w- is the juice worth the squeeze with this guy. Like, and remember when when SGG and other people wanted to make the comparison of people like Ultimate Warrior, Bret Hart, or all these different people who came back at different times. It's 20 years later. This is not 20 years later. Roman, I mean, uh, not Roman. Sorry, I don't know what Roman's feelings on CM Punk are. CM Punk has beefs that I'm sure exist currently within the WWE locker room. These are all people he's worked with already. So, and I don't know specifically what most of those things are, but I'm just saying it's not the same as bringing back someone who held up Vince for money 20 years ago. It's not the same thing. That you're witnessing in real time maniacal behavior. Um, anyways, stay tuned right now. I'm going to ask Finn Balor his thoughts on CM Punk. We'll see if we get an answer from from Finn. Um, Dipperstein, we should do this again next week. We'll get to more emails. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Please keep the emails coming. I do read them even if I don't get to them on the show. Um, Natalie, you're a great guy. Troy the Goy, you as well. Uh, also, take a look on my uh, Instagram. A dip saw it yesterday. My conversation with Cardi B about wrestling. We got to find a way to get Cardi B in a, in a WWE ring. Yeah, that was great. I really enjoyed that. You pop, you pop big. You pop oh, big, yeah. didn't you? Big. When she said she thought the Undertaker was a real ghost. Oh, I did too. <laughs> so do we all. <laughs> Everyone, uh, come say hello at Nassau Coliseum. Stay mage. And uh, are you going to go? Are you going? Uh, what do you mean? Am I going? Am I going? I'm what taking night my. Is it? I'm taking my nephew. My new nephew. Um, Natalie's lucky nephew, who happened to now have uh, Peter Rosenberg, a huge wrestling fan, marry into his family to take him to wrestling shows. He is? Um, who is this person? This is my nephew, my new nephew. What's his Ethan. name? His name's Ethan. Ethan? How old is Ethan? Ten? Nine or ten? Like nine, which Hold could on. be ten. You have a new ten-year-old nephew named Ethan who loves wrestling? Yeah. I got. Well, I mean, listen, oh, very mate. I partially got him into the wrestling. He... Oh. He's he's started watching because of me, 
It was on once. We didn't think much of it. Fast forward a few months later, the next time we see him, he's like, Cody Wodes, Cody Wodes has a thing with, and he's, he's all of us, you know, being cute little kid talking about this one and that one. I'm like, wait a second, how much are you watching here, kid? And he's in. He's fully in. Cody Wodes? Cody Wodes. Thousand percent. <laughs> Anyways, Dip, if you want to show up, land at JFK tomorrow by 5, come to Nassau Coliseum by 7.30, see Natalie's heart up in the background, that's what she wants. That's, that's the love we have for you. All right. Well, I wish that were possible. Uh, well, enjoy yourself anyway. Yeah, stay mage too. Bye-bye. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. One of my favorite things, a WWE house show. Uh, it's called Saturday Night's Main Event is what they're running with. But this, this is just a beautiful, non-televised Nassau Coliseum uh, WWE event this Saturday night. There's still some tickets available. I will be in the building. Uh, and the main event that night will be the Judgment Day's Finn Balor in a street fight against Cody Rhodes. And joining us right now is my buddy Finn Balor. Finn, how are you? Peter, good to talk to you, brother. How are you, mate? I am. I'm really good, man. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward. I always look forward to these events. It's, uh, it's interesting. I, I pulled up a clip a couple of weeks ago. I ran back an old interview I'd done with uh, Bray like 10 or 11 years ago uh, promoting one of these sorts of New York um, shows. And, and we talked about sort of the excitement around New York shows. You do, you do a million uh, live events. Um, do, do these ones hit a little different, like sort of the old school, traditional like WWF venues like Nassau Coliseum? Do they hit a little bit different? Yeah, 100%. Uh, Nassau Coliseum is such a great venue, so much... Uh, great wrestling history there and of course the fact that this wwe event is non-televised makes it so much more enjoyable for the talent involved uh, you know we're not under any kind of time restraints with regards what we might be uh with regards to a tv event so this is a, a real fun event for especially for us uh for the fans and uh hopefully i can pull out a victory in this street fight against cody rhodes now can you that that's really interesting can you give us a little bit of the differences? Just like, not just time, but day-to-day. How different is a, is a TV day versus a day when you show up for a non-televised event? Just like all the little details, how different is it? Uh, it's a lot more relaxed uh, from top to bottom. Uh, TV days, we got to get there at two. Uh, uh, live event shows that are non-televised normally we're expected to get there at 5 30 if it's a 7 30 show but sometimes it might be a little late for that <laughs> uh, but i feel the main difference is just the energy in the building uh, it, it seems to be a lot more intimate and that's not 
in the sense of it being a smaller venue. It just means like there's a lot more fan interaction between the talent and the, and the fans. Um, so for me, it feels a lot more personal, a lot more intimate. And uh, it's what I started uh, in this wild industry for. And it's why I continue to still do it. Uh, it's really what I love. How much more fun? You you spent a lot of time as a good guy, and now you spent a lot of time as a, as a not-so-good guy. Um, how much more fun, or maybe not, but to me, I would imagine, how much more fun is it interacting with the crowd when you're this version of, of Finn Balor? Yeah, 752 times better. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just out there having a wild old time, really enjoying myself, letting go, and uh, kind of feeling it in the moment. And, uh, you know, sometimes there'll be a, a negative reaction. Sometimes there'll be a positive reaction, but there's always a reaction. And that's, uh, that's what we have to kind of work off. And, uh, it, it's, it's been a lot of fun for me since turning heel, so to speak. Um, I want to go into the judgment day and stuff, but I, I would just be remiss. It, it would feel a little weird to, to not bring it up at all. How, how are you doing and how does the locker room feel, um, right now? A couple of weeks removed from this this uh, tragedy that rocked all of us so much. Yeah, uh, it was a pretty somber atmosphere in the locker room uh, the couple of days uh, following the news, and a lot of us attended a ceremony uh, in Florida yesterday, and to, you know celebrate Bray's life, uh, and you know it's something uh, sadly that's seems to be happening far too often in the business losing people so young but you know hopefully we can continue to make bray proud i'm sure that's what he would want and uh and that's what we intend to do at nasa yeah he he is i said to someone the other day you know they were sort of discussing the uh, the, the challenge of the show must go on which is like it's it's such a it's such a thing in wwe and always has been and there's always sort of mixed feelings around that. But I said one thing you can be sure of. In this particular circumstance, if, if, if it had somehow been the other way, there's no doubt in my mind that Bray would have been continuing to entertain people and, and, and do what he does. He, like you, is just such a lifer. He was such a lifer in this. He, he loved it so much, um, was just so passionate about it. Um, and, and you're one of the guys who stands out in that way as well. Um, it's obviously most of the locker room, right? Like you guys didn't get there by accident. Um, it's because you love it. But did you ever think that at, uh, and this may blow some people's mind if they don't get on Wikipedia and check every once in a while. So I'm sorry for blowing up your spot. Did, did it, did it ever cross your mind that like around 40 years old, you might be the best you've ever been? <laughs> 42, Peter. 42. <laughs> and counting and still getting better. Um, well, yeah, going back to Bray, um, obviously I had uh, had the opportunity to work with him a lot um, as Finn versus Bray, as the Demon versus Bray, as Finn versus the Fiend. Uh, the one thing that I'm sad that we didn't ever get to mm. get to was the Fiend versus Demon match. And that was something that we talked about at length and, you know, we were kind of hoping that that was going to happen eventually. Um, but, you know, it's not to be. But um, going back to the show must go on, you know, if something was to happen to me, I want you guys to know that I want the show to go on. And I'm sure knowing Bray as well as I do, he definitely wanted the show to go on. And uh, that, that's what we've done for him. Yeah. And, 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 uh, man, what a show it was. Uh, payback was, was my first time being back. You know, I watched the, um, I watched the tributes, uh, uh, from, from home, um, uh, with my, my eyes full of tears with my wife. And, and I thought you guys were just, everyone was, was marvelous and paid amazing tribute. And then I thought payback was just a man. I, I don't know how you felt. I, I went into payback, you know, I'm trying to sell this PLE every time I go anywhere. Oh, this is going to be great. But really, I'm looking at the card, and I'm going, I don't know how much we got on this on this payback. And man, it feels like every time I kind of count out a card, it just turns out to be a gem. You know, from from Trish and Becky all the way through, well, with you guys winning the tag titles, just so much happened on that show. Um, how much fun did you have in the uh, tag match? Oh, that was a wild all time, Peter. Uh, it. Uh... 
it was certainly a, a different type of match that I'm used to. Um, we do these kind of matches, these street fight type of matches on the house shows, but rarely we get an opportunity to do them on TV. And uh, to to bring that uh, onto the to the PLE was something very cool. And you know, obviously working with Damien for you know the last year and a half and knowing him so well, and uh, you know the history I have with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens uh, speaks for itself. So to be in there with you know those three guys, it was a real honor. What by the way, what a maniac KO is, man. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I, I'm I'm shaking my head here in disbelief at this guy because he is just indestructible. Like he just goes out there with complete disregard for himself, and then he just walks out the building like nothing happened, and he just shows up the next day like nothing happened. This guy is like Terminator. It's crazy. There are multiple <laughs> moments in that in the match where I just go, "Oh my god." Um, J.D. McDonough has been a, a fun little uh, twist to add to this thing. I, I want to ask you about everyone in, in the Judgment Day. We'll, we'll start with uh, this guy who's uh, sort of uh, Judgment Day adjacent. Uh, J.D. McDonough, what, what, are you, uh, what can you tell us about this kid? Uh, this kid walked into my gym in Ireland when he was 12 years old and said, hey, I want to be a wrestler. I said, oof, you're a little young, but <laughs> let's get to work. So uh, I've known J.D. since he's 12 years old. Uh, He's had my back that long, 20 years counting. Uh, I've got his back. Uh, he's not a fully-fledged member of the Judgment Day. It's something that I've kind of been pitching to Damien and the gang. They're not fully convinced yet, but, you know, I think I can wear them down and they'll come around eventually. But, you know, right now I would call JD an associate. <laughs> well, what a beautiful briefcase he made for Damien. <laughs> he did. It's a very... Uh, kind of kiss ass kind of way but uh, <laughs> hey, if that's the route he needs to take uh, let, let it let it happen so uh who has surprised you or you know blown your mind more between ria and dominic I, I, you know what i'll include damien too because even though damien's almost 40 years old his last year and a half has been amazing as well I mean, what can you say about these guys? And has one of them truly blown your mind the most that you went, wow, I thought you were good. I didn't know you were this good. All three, uh, I thought they were good. I didn't know they were that good. Uh, Damien, I knew he had it in him. He just didn't, uh, maybe he didn't realize it himself or he needed that extra like kick up the ass to kind of get going. And I feel like in the last couple of months, especially since winning, money in the bank and becoming senior money in the bank. He's really stepped it up a gear. Rhea, I think everyone knew was a superstar from the day she walked in the door. It was just a matter of time. Right. For me, the bit, the biggest surprise was Dominic because he's kind of completely stepped out and probably exceeded any expectation that anyone had for his entire career in, in one year, in one year is it's, it's Last weekend was the one-year anniversary since he joined the Judgment Day. And I feel like, you know, he he was kind of given that, um, you know, he was he was given kind of a warm reception when he came in because he was the son of uh, Hall of Famer, the son of Rey Mysterio. Uh, and, you know, he was kind of like accepted because he was, you know, the blood of Rey Mysterio. Sure, sure. But now... He it was almost like a friendly clap. It was like, of course, it, it was it, it, exactly. It's like, ah, oh, we we appreciate you're doing this because right. we love your dad so much. We're gonna cheer for you too. And you know, once he stepped out from under that tree and uh, you know started fending for himself, he's just been a completely different animal. And not only the growth he's shown, like outside of the ring and on his promos and his character work, but his growth inside of the ring has been absolutely monumental for someone who's had very little training no nxt experience uh pretty much you know most of it, his training has been done on the job on live tv this kid is the future of the business in my in my opinion wow i mean you know what it's really hard to argue man i i i watched just this week he was standing there and my my wife i'm not gonna lie my wife loves you guys my she has my wife, she's an old school, she's an Attitude Era fan who, you know, looks up from her phone on the on the scene on the on the on the segments that catch her. And yeah. the judgment day is the only thing that is every segment she pays attention the whole time. And the other day she said to me, she was like, Oh my God, look at this kid. He's completely stepped out of Ray's shadow. 
Like he's just his own thing now. Like Dominic is yeah. his own thing completely. You don't even particularly think about the story with Ray. I mean, that basically got that story basically got finished at, at WrestleMania, at, at least in any current way. And and now you just watch the kid go, man. I yeah, he he really is. It, it, it's almost a testament to how talented his dad is. Because the, the, to, to even have an offspring who's capable of being this talented, I mean, him and his wife had something going on there. <laughs> yeah. this, this guy, I just, the booze. At first, Finn, I thought on TV, because I hadn't been, all, all the PLEs were in were overseas for a few months. So I hadn't been to a show in three months when the booze started getting crazy. So I started thinking the booze were piped in. I was like, no way that he's getting this level of heat. And and then you go, and it's just mind-blowing, man. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. I remember the first week we stood out there and like the booze were pretty intense. And I thought like, whew, if this stays like this, we're going to be in for a fun couple months. But month after month after month for 12 months, it's been getting like worse and worse and worse or better and better and better, depending on which way you look at it. But it's the booze are getting audibly louder every single week. And uh, yeah, it, it's incredible. man. In, in a business in which, and, and by this, by business, I don't even just mean wrestling entertainment everyone involved in it has egos and gets involved because you want to be a star um are you surprised that after all this time and you've been a part of course of of other factions but not to this degree are are you at all surprised with how much fun it is to just be sort of one quarter of 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 a quartet a hundred percent uh obviously i've got a a history with factions um but you know my whole run in wwe for the last what nine years now almost 10 years is um has been like as a as a single star and uh, just getting to go out there with a group and kind of you know when you're not on the mic or you're not in the ring you know you're still standing beside your buddy and you know you can still make wisecracks or you know off off camera or off mic uh, and just have that interaction with them so it makes it feel a lot more like just going out and playing as opposed to like going out and working, you know, and we're still out there working and taking it serious, but there's certainly an element of fun and an element of uh, play that doesn't exist when you're out there by yourself. It, what, what work did you do by the way, to, to improve your promo? I mean, I, I remember at some point recently I stumbled on the first time you came up to the radio station. I mean, it wasn't 10 years ago, but it's close to it eight years ago, whatever. And I mean, I remember it being a good interview. I also remember you being barely audible, you know, like you were, <laughs> you were a quiet guy. Um, and you just now your comfort level has changed everywhere. And just in the last couple of years, it seems like you've really stepped out and gotten more confident when you, when you grab the microphone, did you do any sort of work in particular, or was it just a matter of sort of getting your 10,000 hours? It's just a matter of reps, Peter. Uh, you know, I've wrestled for six years in England, never done one promo. I wrestled for eight years in Japan, maybe done two promos in those eight years. So really, my promo skills only started to develop, uh, you know, when I came to WWE. And uh, it's a steep curve here in WWE because you got like guys that are at the top of their game in the ring and on the mic. And uh, so when you're compared to guys like, you know, Randy Orton or John Cena or, you know, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and you kind of in that same cast of people, of course, your skills are going to, uh, you know, look subpar. Uh, but, you know, I've had a couple of years to work on it and uh, I'm starting to feel a lot more comfortable and kind of find my own voice and especially working heel. I feel like uh, it's a closer to my true personality of who I am. Uh, so I just speak as I would speak. I don't really have to sugarcoat things or, you know, kiss anyone's ass too much. Have you been taken aback, speaking of which, with, with the comfort level of Grayson Waller? I mean, I, I, I like no matter who that guy goes in the ring with, I, I just am like, does this dude have any, does he lack any confidence whatsoever? I, no. it's, it's so crazy. It's, I'm really, really impressed by this guy. Are you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's absolutely uh, at the top of his game on the mic. And I haven't seen much of his work in the ring, which, you know, which I'm sure is pretty solid. Uh, but, you know, the way this guy talks, uh, he's going to have a long, long career. 
Um, uh, again, guys, I will be in the building. Come say hello at Nassau Coliseum this Saturday night, 730. A few tickets left. Finn in a street fight with Cody. It'll be great. Before I let you go, uh, I'm not a big gotcha guy question, but I also can't be a hack. I got to ask the question to ask. Uh, if they came to you, if someone came to you tomorrow and said, hey, we're interested in you having a program with CM Punk, are, are you interested in that, Finn Balor? I'd be interested in wrestling a broomstick if someone's going to pay me money. So, so yeah, that's, not a, money. That's, not, that's not a raving endorsement, nor is it a no. It's just a, you're you're down to wrestle who they put in front of you if the check clears. Money talks. <laughs> Beautifully done. All right, man. Thanks. I'll see you on Saturday. All right. Cheers, mate. Later, dude. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mutt, 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 Mitch.